G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Thursday, we like to check in with Family Voice Australia. Been a little bit of a change, transition at the helm, and the spokesperson for Fam- uh, Family Voice Australia, Greg Bondar, is the new Executive Director of Family Voice Australia. He's also State Director for New South Wales and the ACT. Greg, welcome along to 2020. Oh, good morning, Neil, and uh, thank you for having me on board, as usual. Hey, Greg, let's start with a increase in Bible reading and Bible sales. Now, you know, we, we know that things change when people are in crisis, times get tighter, but uh, here we have an increase in Bible reading and sales during this coronavirus period. Yeah, look, I'm actually fascinated when I read the report that came across my table uh, from the uh, from the New York uh, Post, uh, one of the things that came up was uh, you've heard the old saying, Neil, that there are no atheists in a foxhole, and uh, and it was interesting to see that all of a sudden during Easter, the Holy Week, the the actual number of um, uh, Bible verses that were exchanged rose to about forty million, up from about twenty five million last year. In addition, it was it was found that through the well-known uh, Bible app, Uversion, they found that there was a 54% increase in the number of people reading and buying the Bible during this COVID period. So, you know, sometimes you know, we might ask ourselves, you know, God works in mysterious ways. So my view is anybody that reads the Bible has got to be a plus for us. But these are staggering figures, Neil. And interestingly, as you say, these figures were taken over Easter. Now, Easter, for a lot of people in an ordinary year, passes by almost as just a long weekend holiday. But when we talk about an Easter in the middle of a coronavirus pandemic and the whole world is in the grip of some level of fear, uh, it's interesting to be able to take that sort of figure on an Easter weekend because uh, that's very substantial. And the sort of message that people would have been receiving on an Easter weekend, a very, very powerful one, Greg. Absolutely, Neil, and, I, and, I, and I'm sort of really encouraged by the fact that uh, people are turning to the Bible, they are reading, and they are making sure that, uh, you know, and you know that salvation is only through our Lord Jesus Christ, and I think that this is a real encouragement for all of us here in Australia as well. When you go online, you see the, the various churches that run their ministry and their Sunday service on online, uh, and each one of those services have a Bible reading. So I think it's very important that we continue to to sort of take this forward and ensure that uh, people do have access to the Bible. And interestingly, Neil, uh, it's been estimated that by 2033, 95% of the world population will have a complete Bible translation in their own language. So the word is getting out, 
and this is something that we should continue to pray about and make sure that it happens. And we're always going to be a little surprised. For those who have access to a Bible in Australia and you've had it for your whole life and you may have multiple copies and multiple ways of downloading it to recognise that there are still some places in the world that don't have the Bible in their own language. And I know there's wonderful organisations that work on that Bible translation process and the distribution of that. So something we all still need to pay lots of attention to. Hey, Greg, you are the New South Wales State Director... And uh, for the ACT as well, for Family Voice Australia, you've been monitoring along some developments here uh, with the Upper House member in New South Wales, Mark Latham, who's been taking on the anti-discrimination industry. What are your thoughts here? Look, interesting. Look, Mark Latham is such an interesting character. Uh, He is a member of the One Nation Party, which is Pauline Hanson up there in Queensland. He's the New South Wales MLC, the Upper House member in New South Wales Parliament. Now, Mark himself, and I've known Mark for quite a number of years now, I have spoken, and interestingly, he's made it clear to everybody, including me, that he doesn't actually believe in religion. He's not a religious person as such, but there's been such turnaround in his approach to uh, moral, ethical, biblical values that uh, it's very encouraging. Now, what he's done is, just a few weeks ago, not long ago, he's introduced a private member's bill which is called the Anti-Discrimination Amendment Complaint Handling Bill 2020. Now, Neil, this bill has real implications Australia-wide, but let's just go to New South Wales for the moment. The bill has been introduced by by Mark Glazer to make sure that there are no more frivolous and vexatious complaints being taken to the Anti-Discrimination Board are from people that might oppose our Christian moral ethical values. So this is a great way forward for New South Wales and indeed when the Religious Freedom Bill comes in federally it will have implications there as well. Well, on this program, we've monitored along for a number of years now complaints that have been made against the likes of Bernard Gaynor. And uh, just late last year, of course, there was a complaint that was issued uh, around uh, Israel Folau and his comments there. And so uh, these sorts of complaints, as you say, frivolous complaints, vexatious complaints, and, uh, and Mark Latham going into bat so that those sorts of complaints won't be able to be made uh, in New South Wales, and th- therefore, I guess, affects the whole nation as well. Absolutely. Look, I have to tell you, in February this year, which is only a few months ago, I attended the New South Wales Supreme Court to watch Bernard Gaynor. I went there to support him, and I was amazed. And sitting not far from me was the litigant Gary Burns, the LGBTIQA, uh, you know, person that uh, brought the brought the complaints against Bernard, but I was amazed now that even our judicial system seems to be very anti-conservative Christian ethical moral values. And I found a lot of antagonism by the, by the, by the judiciary as a, against Bernard, but it all turned out, I, I was told later on, this is all part of, um, of, of judicial process and what have you, but I have to tell you that, you know, Bernard has been unduly uh, criticised for what he's been saying and it was amazing to see that there were a lot of other Christians there there to support him 
and I think we need to support him. So the Mark Grayson Bill is going to be something that will be in favour and also address issues such as Israel Falau, which he came across. So, look, we're looking forward to the Mark Grayson Bill. We are supporting it. I've written to the chairman of the committee and he's asked us to appear before him. Um, so I'm hoping that all come to fruition so that we can represent, you know, the, the, the views of Family Voice and our, and our supporters. Greg, this coming Sunday, it's going to be Mother's Day. And over the years, you have done uh, some special insight and research into the value of mothers, wives and daughters. Uh, you've even written about this. Uh, give us some insights here as to... Uh, what you might be uh, talking about as those inspiring things that we might think about our mums on Mother's Day. Look, Neil, I have written a book. I've written a little e-book, which I'll talk about later. But it's fascinating thing, you know. I mean, I, we all love our mothers. And I have to tell you that when I read the Bible, one of the things that I discovered was that women in the Bible are rarely, rarely mentioned by name. And those that are mentioned, representing under 8% of the total named characters, male or female, within the Bible. So I came to thinking, why is is this the case? So when I studied the Bible and I looked at the role of women, it is no doubt that motherhood would not be possible without our Lord Jesus Christ. And the role of the mother is both a blessing and a major responsibility. So in that way, I have to tell you that being a mother requires unconditional love, and I think that's biblical in itself. So therefore, what I've discovered was that mothers, wives, daughters need to be recognised this coming Sunday, not just as, as, a, as a relative or as a mother, but biblically, I think we need to give tribute to our mothers. And I think the best way to do that is to read some Bible verses with your mother, your grandmother, or whatever else it may be, so that we can share our love for our mother both biblically and as a, as a son, daughter or whatever. It's a significant concept, isn't it, to think about, because lots of us as Christians, we're familiar with the grace of God, this sort of mm. unconditional agape love that God yep. has for his people. And perhaps uh, there's no more significant sign in ordinary everyday life than this unconditional love that a mother has for their child, you know, whether the child has been in rebellion, whether the child is uh, is uh, deserving or not, a mother's love doesn't seem to change at all. There's an unconditional love. It's really like an expression of the love of God uh, that we can see in everyday life. Look, totally correct, Neil. And one of the things is that on Mother's Day, we all tend to give flowers, homemade breakfast, uh, a card, but I... But I really believe that nothing says I love you quite like a meaningful bit of scripture that you can read with your mother, your grandmother, or whatever else it might be, whether you're a, a husband, father, son, or whatever, or daughter. So, so to me, a mother's love reflects the love of God. So what scripture might you suggest here that, uh, that people share with their mums? Uh, puts you on the spot here. Uh, yeah. So what's a, what's, a, what's a good one that you might like to focus on? Well, now, one of the things I always look at is Proverbs 31. Now, Proverbs 31 gives you the... It, it's an encouragement to women. And you will see that in, it, it, it describes what a, a noble woman is. Now, I don't believe there's any woman that particularly fulfills the whole 
uh, Proverbs 31 criteria, but it's something that I'd like to share. I mean, for example, Proverbs 31.10, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth more than rubies, and it goes on and on. So it is a verse that I would recommend to everybody to read with their mother, their grandmother, whatever it might be, but Proverbs 31 is one that really highlights the role of a mother and uh, one that we should be sharing with all, all, all our mothers or grandmothers or whatever. And Proverbs 31, interesting here, Greg, of course, Proverbs 31 gives an impression and a standard and an aspiration for womanhood that really people are surprised to see when they think, is this the Judeo-Christian image of womanhood? And uh, it's a pretty high standard and it's a pretty high achievement level. The Proverbs 31 woman is absolutely amazing, isn't she? Absolutely, Neil, and I think I preface it by saying I don't think, and I don't mean that disrespectfully, that there's any particular woman that can live up to that standard, but it's a guide. It's a, it's a, it's a sort of a pathway to how women uh, really fulfil their godly role. And I have to tell you, every time I read it, I just sort of get goosebumps because, you know, um, for example, verse 21, when it snows, she has no fear for her household. I mean, that's just beautiful stuff, you know. And 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 I think that most women can live up to that, but they um, obviously it's a physical, you know, uh, impossibility to live up to Proverbs 31 woman. But I've got to tell you that I think every woman uh, needs to be recognised in those terms because um, it, it does give us the true value of mothers, grandmothers and so on. And something to aspire to and for women who feel as though they've been suppressed and there may be all sorts of reasons why women have felt suppressed over the generations but you can take heart with God's aspiration for womanhood uh, which doesn't put a lid on, doesn't have a ceiling, doesn't put a cap. Actually it uh, is just an an amazing expression of of what you can be as uh, as a human being just uh, fabulous stuff. Now how can people get a hold of your ebook here? I mean this is uh, you know here we are uh, almost on the eve of Mother's Day and you've written an ebook you'd love to get it into people's hands. Uh, Greg what's the easiest way for people to get a hold of your ebook if they want a little bit of inspiration about what they yeah. might share with their mum this Mother's Day? Look, I've got an ebook called uh, "Mothers: A Biblical tri- Tribute." Uh, it's not a not a not a long book. It's about twenty five pages, but it gives you some wonderful verses, a bit of history of how Mother's Day became about, and why we need to respect mothers on this particular day. So, Neil, they can contact me through Greg Bondar b o n d a r at familyvoice.org.au or on my mobile o four double one. Eight five four one one five, and if all else fails, they can go to the Family Voice website, familyvoice.org.au. Well, I do love to give that website because there are some great resources there that listeners can take advantage of uh, in understanding the big issues. 
that the nation faces and recognising the good work of Family Voice Australia in addressing and uh, going with campaigns that are in the interests of the nation. So uh, Mothers, a biblical tribute, you can get that. Uh, go to familyvoice.org.au and you'll find a way to get a hold of that e-book. Greg Bondar is the Executive Director of Family Voice Australia. He's also the State Director for New South Wales and ACT. Greg, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, for sharing your thoughts with you and thank you for your listening. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.